Hi there, I'm Judy Kroon and welcome to Left Brain, Right Brain, where we analyze a subject first from the left side of the brain, the analytical, the logical side of the brain, and then we look at a subject from the right side of the brain, the right bright idea, the creative side. Today on Left Brain, Right Brain, we talk about a very controversial issue, these papers that the Pope recently released condemning big oil capitalism, all because it has led to so much climate change. Representing the left brain is Lou Skizas. Lou is an entrepreneur and investor, a, a business commentator for AM640. And then from the right perspective, the right brain is represented by Martha Chavez, comedian, activist, and just overall good person. Take a listen. With me on the phone right now is Lou Skizas. Lou is an entrepreneur, an investor, a business commentator on AM640. And Lou and I have just been talking about something that's sort of, uh, well, it's rocking the Catholic world today. The Pope just came out with something that's kind of going against big business, big oil. Lou, fill us in. Well, you know, Judy, the Pope has come out with his comments on the environment, and of course it has an implication for the fossil fuel industry. He's also taken a strip out of capitalism, and I have to disagree with him for a number of different reasons. Number one, I think capitalism is the best system for the average individual. I don't know about you, but I came to Canada with 800 bucks in my pocket, and because of the system, have been able to better myself over the course of a lifetime and provide for myself and my family. In terms of the fossil fuel industry, I can tell you that all of us use energy and the vast majority of energy is produced by fossil fuel. So, you know, until we come up with better systems, and let's face it, at one time we used to, uh, we used to burn dung for energy, and then we found a better substitute for that. And, you know, someday we may find that ultimate totally clean kind of energy, but we're not there yet. So the criticism of the systems that have sustained us and helped propel us, I find somewhat misguided, you know, especially coming from the Pope, representing what I would call a failed institution, the Catholic Church. Well, uh, it's no coincidence that I'm chatting with Lou Skizas, that rhymes with Lou Jesus, and we are talking about the Pope. The Pope is coming down on uh, big oil, he's coming down on big business, and Lou, I gotta say, I mean, there is a difference between capitalism, hey, you know what, I came to this country, I, I wanted to make my dream happen, and capitalism that is, you know, really, really taking its toll on the planet and as the pope is saying in his uh okay, so all right let me let me answer that quickly for you okay sure. regardless of what the pope is saying um if you look at the fossil fuel industry the majority of the fossil fuel industry are state-owned enterprises in russia one of the biggest producers of fossil fuels in the world and the other uh the opec countries you wouldn't call those capitalist countries would you no, you're right about that, but there must okay, be so, a middle ground, you know, we have to be able to move forward and do this so that we, we do have, let's say, we don't find that magic cure, that we can have fossil fuel, say, 50 years from now, we can still all be around, don't you agree? 
Well, but what makes you think that we're not going to be around? Is it, you know, the uh, commentating, uh, the commentations that are, the, the commentary coming from the likes of Al Gore? Is that what's got you worried about the next 50 years? You believe that that's the result of man's activities on the surface of the earth. Is that what you're telling me, Judy? Well, I think I think experts are saying that the temperature of the planet has been going up. Do you disagree with that? Well, I, I, I would say that the measurement system for that hypothesis is quite flawed. Okay, we don't have a lot of data in order to make that decision. But when you look at geological data, we have been in the freeze-thaw cycle through many, many times, if you just look at geology, and it would say to me that this is a normal course for the environment. And I would say that if you take a look at our major heat source in the universe, it's the sun. And the sun doesn't come with a thermostat to adjust the temperature. So if it's blowing really hot, it gets hot here on the planet. If it's blowing really cold, it's really cold here on the planet. And I think we need to you know, step away from, like, in 50 years we won't be here, to, okay, can we develop new forms of energy? Can we replace fossil fuels with something? And what's, this, what's the engineering and scientific uh, parameters by which we're going to get there? Okay, Lou, so can I put you down for a climate change denier then? <laughs> I'm not, I am saying <laughs> I am open to the possibility that they're wrong. You know, let's not forget that, you know, the uh, 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 when you get the group think that I'm seeing with climate change, it reminds me of the Spanish flu pandemic of 1919, where the collective wisdom of all of the scientists at the time thought that the Spanish flu pandemic was caused by a bacteria. It was actually created by a virus. And the best recommendation they could give us in 1919 was, you know, put a mask on and that would save you. Well, clearly they were flawed and they were mistaken. Okay, so I don't believe that anybody has perfect knowledge. I'm all in favor of measurement and testing, but I think the measurement and testing at this particular point in time is inadequate to make the decision that we're all going to be extinct in 50 years. Well, you know, if I'm wrong, then the worst thing that happens is maybe big business loses a couple billion dollars. If I'm right then we might lose our planet like that's a pretty big middle ground right okay let's let's we're going to agree to disagree on this for two seconds let me ask you something else Uh, according to some articles people are saying that the pope has opened uh opened a, a a big big um, or, or has jumped on a ball that has been rolling that can't be stopped. And big business is actually quite terrified of this uh, latest, this latest well, uh, I, comment. I would have to disagree that big business is at all intimidated by the Pope. The Pope is a leader of a failed institution. And if the Pope really wanted to you know, bring about change, you know, he would better police his minions under his direction and tell them to, you know, get their act together. Because let's face it, the Catholic Church is an active entity in North America is declining in any kind of influence. And I think, you know, I could go on and on about child sexual abuse and that sort of thing, and the implications of the hierarchy of the Church and how they've behaved and so on, but there's no need for that. That's all part of the public record already. 
So I don't think anybody's intimidated uh, by what the Pope has to say. And I think that, yes, they have strength, but it's typically in South America and Spanish-speaking countries, and uh, not so much in Europe anymore, and certainly not so much in North America. So who is he really speaking to? Well, you have to agree, though. Yes, the church has a lot of flaws, but there have certainly been bad big business companies out there that have suddenly had good people at the helm. You have to, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Buddhist, whatever you are, you have to say yeah. at least this is a pope that seems a little bit more tuned in with what's going on the planet. He is addressing serious issues that the Catholic Church is having. And but I'm not he's saying. Attacking a system that has provided better life styles for many, many more people, right? I mean, let's face it, you know, under feudalism and under Catholicism, right, there was an oppressive, uh, oppressive regime that kept people down. You know, do I need to mention the Inquisition? Was that a very forward-thinking, you know, methodology uh, applied by the Catholic Church? I would say not. Well, I don't think the Spanish Inquisition killed polar bears. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it killed humans, of which, you know, I'm part of that species. I have a lot more invested in keeping humans alive than polar bears. I agree. All I think the Pope is saying, and as he tweeted out, if you're following him on Pontifex... I've been following some of it, not all of it. I don't have that kind of time. He says, well, I've got all that time. He says, no, I'm just kidding. He says, we need a new dialogue about how we are shaping the future of our planet. So at the very least, uh, Lou, can you give us some, uh, some talking points, some talking points that we can all sort of approach in regards okay, to this new let, dialogue. Let's look at the last hundred years under a consolidated, dominant capitalist in, uh, system. You know, the number of people living on the planet has gone exponentially higher. Now, if you're looking at growth as a uh, means of measurement to say that we've been successful, then I would say that uh, we have been very successful because there are more people populating the planet right now. And yes, we can do more for each one of those individuals in terms of the housing they enjoy, the energy they get to use, the systems they can access. We haven't created a perfect system, but you know, there's been a lot of opposition to any kind of improvement, right? There's been the conflict between capitalism and communism. I think it's pretty clear that capitalism is a better system. How do I know? Talk to anybody that's come out of the communist regime and they'll tell you. So focus on what's real not fear. And I, I, I feel that the entire environmental agenda is motivated by fear, but not a lot of facts. Well, you know, uh, motivating folks by fear has really worked for the church. Why would they change? No. <laughs> again, again, I can't, well, I can't. Because, you know why? Because there's no guilt. See, they used to motivate people with guilt, which generated fear. And now, you know, we're back to the fear generating. And I'm saying, hey, listen, you know what? We work well with our environment. It's not perfect. We, we have some failures in the system. But I think if we continue to apply ourselves to our best possible outcome, these, two, these problems will be overcome as well. Well, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're Me right. Too. I, I hope, hope you're wrong. <laughs> right. I'm on the phone with Lou Skeezus. That's right. Skeezus like Jesus. Lou is an entrepreneur and investor and a business uh, commentator for AM640. Lou, thank you so much for joining me. 
Hey, Judy, it's always a pleasure. Anytime you need somebody to bend your ear, I'm your boy. Happy <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Judy Kroon. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Left Brain, Right Brain, a show where we look at a subject from the left side of the brain, typically the left logical, analytical side. Then we look at the subject from the right side of the brain, the right bright ideas, the creative side. Today we're talking about the Pope's latest public papers condemning big oil and capitalism. Representing the left side was entrepreneur investor Lou Skizas. Now we'll hear from the right side, the bright ideas, the creative side. Please welcome my next guest. On the phone with me right now, Martha Chavez, uh, comedian extraordinaire and a great friend, Martha Chavez. And uh, Martha, I just wanted to get your take on what you thought of the Pope's recent publishings. He's basically reaching out and saying to his followers that climate change has to stop and it's the rich that are benefit from it, are benefiting from it. Their greed is, um, you know, their greed is affecting the the poor people first, who are living in countries that no longer have any water, who are living in countries where you know their land has been basically raped and pillaged, um, and he's really coming out against uh, big business, big oil. So, what is your take on the Pope? Well, you know something, Judy? I don't trust the Pope. Really? Why? No, because um, I I have no, I don't know why, but I I think that uh, it is all cosmetic. Mm. Like uh, he's he's just, because when, I mean, it is good that he's saying it, and he's certainly making a lot of enemies with it. He, uh, well, and and then we could also say, why don't you pray for change? Why don't you pray that it stops, you know? Right. It is in a way saying, um, how would I say, I, I am a lapsed Catholic, mm-hmm. and in a, in a way it's, it's admitting yet one of the church's mistakes. I am surprised that the Pope is still breathing. This it is, is major. Major. Major, but that's why I believe that it, it, it may be all in cahoots with other people from the church like they have realized that uh, they have lost a lot of people, the pedophilia scandals, uh, the, in fact, the, just that people don't believe in God anymore, you know? Oh, so, so you, think, you think that this is a way of switching the, the old switcheroo, let's put the focus on big oil and the real bad guys as opposed to talking about what's going on in the church, right? Yeah, one of, one of the, the things is because otherwise this Pope will be killed mm-hmm. for everything that he has said. Right. The only and there is another thing that makes me believe that their their intentions are not that honorable because still you know they think women are second class citizens. Mm-hmm. He there is not a nun that can aspire to be a pope. Mm-hmm. So even like he was talking about the inequality of of um, of um, pay between men and women. Uh, he he talked about that too recently. But his organization doesn't even have women in management. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're totally right. And I agree. There is so much that is still very, very wrong with the Catholic Church. But, I mean, he is trying to make inroads. But for you, those inroads aren't enough. You you don't trust it. You're suspicious of it. I'm suspicious of it. But on the other hand, for people that are not suspicious of it, like me, uh, it is a major major thing because it's the Pope saying this 
I may believe, you know, in my uh, in my heart that this is just cosmetic to attract people to to say, wow, the church is really becoming modern. But on the other hand, it also he's also ruffling feathers. Like the Bushes are already mad at him. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bush, uh, who I think his wife is Catholic or something because she's Mexican, mm-hmm. uh, was really put off by the Pope. And like he is, uh, even even if it was just cosmetic. For the, for the he is actually ruffling some feathers, like you know, like in the right wing. And in- okay, well, let me ask you this then, Martha Chavez. I'm chatting on the phone with comedian uh, extraordinaire and uh, amazing fundraiser activist Martha Chavez. Martha, what can the Pope do at this point to win over the people who are are skeptical about his about his motives? Should he? keep his nose out of big business or should he keep his nose in big business and face the criticism? <clears throat> I think he should keep his, like for me to win me, uh, to, to win a person like me would be that keep his nose on big business. But at the same time, he will have to ref- to really do what he means. Like for example, one day he said that gay people were not evil, but the next day he excommunicated a priest for for marrying a gay couple, so I have to see where where I have to see his actions to be um, according to his words. That's for me, right? I I want him to continue ruffling the feathers, like I have said that a millions of times, because I I just think that that's what he's doing. You know, like he's shaking things, but not profoundly. He's like a little earthquake. But not um, not enough to to tumble the structures of of uh, of business business right. of oppression. You know, he's just like you know a little a little shake, a little uh, mm-hmm. a little thing. But you know, things have to start by somewhere. Okay, at I, least there is something. Martha Chavez, as always, you are as uh, as fiery and outspoken <laughs> as always. And I uh, and and I thank you for coming on the show because I just wanted to. I figure, you know what? Let me speak to someone from South America and get their vibe on this. Um, Martha Chavez, thanks for joining me. We will be in touch. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guests again for joining me on Left Brain, Right Brain, Lou Skizas, investor entrepreneur Lou Skizas, and comedian and activist and uh, and good friend Martha Chavez. Thank you for listening to Left Brain, Right Brain. If you have a subject that you're passionate about, if you're knowledgeable about, if you're a scientist or an artist, if you're a politician or an activist, if you're a tech geek or, I don't know, you're a juggler. I want to hear from you. Reach out to me on judycroon.com. Left logical, right bright ideas. Hey, it's not etched in stone, but it's certainly two more points of view. That's my point of view. Until next time, I'm Judy Croon.